the women who are defining success. We create opportunities. We develop our skills. And we are shaping how things get done. We are young. We are old. We are quiet. And we are bold. We come in all shapes and sizes. From every background. And different corners of the world. We are brilliant. Beautiful. Talented. And we are ready to make our voices heard. If you ever waited for your chance, wondered when you'd get asked to step up, or hoped for the opportunity to share your message, this is it. Women's voices matter. Women's voices matter. Women's voices matter is connecting girls and young ladies who are shaping their lives with seasoned women who have blazed the trails and want to help others find a faster path to success, joy, and fulfillment. You've got something to share. We all have something to learn. This community is your community. Women's Voices Matter. And welcome to another episode of Women's Voices Matter. I'm your host, Dr. Kathy, and I'm so excited to talk with you today about corporate social responsibility strategies. Now, that sounds like a mouthful, but in all honesty, that's a very important mouthful. We need corporate social responsibility strategies, and we're about to find out why from our special guest today, who is the founder of West Michigan Consulting Services. She is a cause-driven individual, and I mean, we need more people like that in our world because this lady believes that nonprofits and businesses have the power to solve the world's most challenging problems, and she's committed to helping them increase their impact. She's an advocate, a volunteer, and a mother dedicated to raising a caring and socially conscious son who sees the world through a lens of possibility and opportunity. Ladies, I'm so excited to welcome Mia Mahaney. Thank you so much for that introduction. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I love your show. I think that it's great that women's voices do matter, and especially in businesses. They really do. And you know what? We're seeing it more and more. I can remember a couple of years ago where somebody had just gotten off the stage and somebody came up to me and he said, you just stuck a flag in it. This is the year of the woman. And that was back in 2015. And it just got my mind shifting and my gears going. And it got me to think, you know, if it really was the year of the woman, what would we collectively be able to create? And each year, 2016, women have gotten together. In 2017, women have gotten stronger. With 2018, it really was the year of the woman. And now that we're in 2019, women are playing such a big role in corporations and in their own businesses that this topic that you're going to bring to us today is so important right now. So I'm just excited to dig in with you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so corporate social responsibility, as you mentioned, it is a mouthful. So I do typically refer to it as CSR. Uh, it is just a little bit easier to say. And in the field of nonprofits and cause-driven businesses, 
people typically know what CSR is and that CSR strategies are important. Uh, so we'll just get started. Uh, so CSR, it, what it is, is it's the way that companies and businesses give back to their community. Uh, it started out as a type of voluntary like self-regulation where companies kind of go above and beyond what the government says that they have to do. Uh, and it really is about the idea that companies have a social responsibility to take care of their communities, to take care of the planet. Um, and it really is about doing voluntary good for your community. But also the strategy part of that uh, ties it into marketing. And how can it benefit the business's bottom line? How can businesses grow their sales and grow their client base based off from what a CSR strategy is. It's really important because studies have shown that 80% of people actually are more willing to spend more money and return business to businesses that have decided that they are interested in giving back to their community, businesses that have committed to a cause or different causes. And it's really uh, a the difference is, is that it's not philanthropy. So even though CSR strategies kind of tie into philanthropy because you do do donations or volunteerism, sponsorships with your business, the difference is, is that philanthropy is based on actual giving. You give as a human, you give as a company, philanthropy. The difference is, is that uh, when you are a business, it is about your bottom line. So. You might want to feel good, but you have to get something back. So they've shown that not only, again, are the Americans more loyal to purpose-driven brands, but also that it can strengthen uh, your brand reputation. It can enhance your trust with your key stakeholders, your customers, your employees, and it increases your revenues. So overall, it really is good for business and bottom line. Now, did you say 80% of people will actually choose a company? That's very interesting because I know that when it comes time for my businesses to donate or to participate in a cause, I do choose the ones that are involved with things that are important to me, right? Like I, I used to just give to every charity and every person that came and knocked on my door. And then I had to start saying, look, we give to so many charities. We have to make sure that we're giving to charities that matter to us. And if I personally am making that decision, then that means that people that are choosing my business are making that decision as well. I did not realize 80% of people actually think about this. Yes, that's amazing, isn't it? And so when we look at it, a lot of people, again, CSR is such a big term and it sounds really daunting. Uh, when you think of any large corporation from Walmart to Home Depot to, I live in West Michigan, so we have Meyer here. You can basically go on their website and Google what they're doing in their community. And so Walmart has a community foundation. They offer grants of like $50 to $500. Um, I know that Meyer also does that. You can go into the store and actually just ask for a donation. And then they put, they put that out to the public. Like this is the good that we are doing. And these are the causes that we really care to support. Uh, Target has the same type of idea, but what they do instead is they support their employees as volunteers. Um, so if the employees say volunteers 10 hours, they give a certain amount of money for that employee to don't donate the 10 hours. So that's really awesome. Um, in a small business, so when we think of companies, you know, we always think of like the Walmart and the big businesses, 
but women are really actually driving small businesses and small business change. So it's really uh, important that small businesses start building their CSR strategies also. Uh, you can think about this, for example, I'm a mother um, and I have gone door to door for my son's soccer teams or his school as a PTA mom. And it's really great because downtown in my city, you kind of just can walk around with a letter that's like, we're asking for a donation for this cause and just give out a hundred letters. And the amount of people that will give you, hand you an item from their business or give you a gift certificate from their business is really crazy. I mean, in a day, I mean, you can go door to door to 80 people and get like 40 to 50 donations. Uh, this includes small, like locally owned uh, restaurants and they'll give you like a gift certificate or just smaller mom and pop shops. And it really is just their way of contributing back to the community. The issue is, is that it's not so much a strategy as they are just giving back to the community and people know this. So recently I was doing that exact thing, going door to door asking for donations. And the businesses had said, you know, you're the fifth person to come in today. And I was like, that's crazy. I'm the fifth person to ask you for a donation on this specific day. And it just really blew my mind that there's so many people and there's so much need that these people are out soliciting, but we're not hearing about these little mom and pop shops doing their donations. So we all know that these local restaurants give gift certificates to support education or sports, um, even scouting groups, but we're not actually hearing the good that they're doing. So it kind of is a stop because there's not actually a strategy built in like there needs to be. And that makes sense because as a as someone who owns a small business, brick and mortar biz, uh, businesses, I know that in order to give, you have to continue to get. It's part of the cycle of the world, right? Good goes around, you have to give out it, but it has to come back. You can't continue to give for nothing. And I find that the businesses that, that are better able to give to different causes are the ones who... They, they may not need to be patted on the back, but they do need some type of recognition so that people know, hey, you know what, I want to go to that restaurant because they supported all these causes. So that's why, you know, having them on a flyer or a poster that goes in their window tends to happen. But I'm sure there's a lot more that we could do to support the businesses that are supporting the causes that matter to us. Absolutely. And that's the thing, exactly as you said, if we knew that uh, a restaurant had supported 15 different school districts by giving a $100 gift certificate, I'd be much more likely to go visit that restaurant knowing that my money is going back to the school that my son is actually going to. So that's really interesting. Um, what I've done is I've designed five different steps for people that own small businesses to begin building your CSR strategy. So we'll just go ahead and dive in. The first step is to really recognize that there's a difference between personal charitable contributions and corporate charitable contributions. So from the personal aspect, as we've kind of mentioned, you give because it feels good, or you give or you volunteer your time because you wanna make a difference. But as a corporation or as a business, you need to do that with the recognition that you're investing your business's time, you're investing your business's money, and you really wanna get something back from that. You need a return on the investment that you're spending, and that's where I think the small businesses in my town are kind of lacking. And the second, once you've recognized that, the second 
step is to determine the values that already exist in your business. Uh, so for example, if you're a homemade card making company, you could already be valuing sustainable recycled paper or whatever you were already doing. Start recognizing what those different things and what those different values you already hold in your company are. Uh, the third step would be to determine your business's goals. So as we've mentioned, CSR is a marketing strategy inherently. So obviously everyone's goal is like, I want to sell more, more things and I want to make more money and get more clients. But that's not a measurable thing. You can't say, hey, I implemented this one little strategy and then my money went up. So great, I mu my revenue is doing great. I must be doing great. Um, unfortunately, that's not how we measure marketing goals. Uh, and they're really measured through different approaches. Do you want to increase your social media engagement? Or are you trying to add more people onto your email list? Uh, are you trying to attract a new type of client or customer? And what are you really doing to promote that? So CSR strategies really help you define that niche, that area that you're trying to reach out to how you're trying to reach out to them. The fourth step would be to determine what your business's capacity is. So obviously we know that Walmart is this huge corporation and they have the ability to give, you know, 50 to $500 multiple times at every store. But small businesses just don't have that capacity. So really thinking, well, do I have, you know, $1,000 that I can contribute this year towards a sponsorship, towards a donation, or do I have 10 hours that I could donate or two hours a week? What can your business actually support without being too large of an investment for what size your business is? Once you've determined that, you need to start looking for opportunities in the marketplace. So you say, again, you've determined that you value environmental sustainability. Your you have the ability to donate $500 a year through sponsorships or whatever type of investment you want to make. Uh, time investment, say you can volunteer for five hours and you want to spend $500. Great. Like, how can you get out into the community? What organizations already exist? And start doing your research. Uh, that's kind of the biggest key is research what organizations exist, what types of sponsorships or support those organizations need and how you can partner. I love that you laid out those strategies because I know that so many of the women listening are small business owners or they're working on their side hustle, they're mompreneurs and entrepreneurs, and they're trying to figure out what is my niche and how do I connect with them and how can I do things that are going to show to my target market, hey, you know what, I'm in this game with you together. So. The, for the women that are listening that are thinking, you know what, I really need to know this stuff. How do I get more involved? Mia, how can they get in touch with you? They can get in touch with me at uh, my website, westmichiganconsultingservices.com. Fantastic. And we'll have that, of course, down in the show links, ladies. And Mia, one more question. Is there is there one more thing that women either need to know, need to implement, or need to um, start understanding so that they can more responsibly have some CSR strategies for themselves. Yeah, so I actually have read a bunch more research, and you were blown away by the 80% number. So I was just going to say it said 9 out of 10 Americans 
um, would switch brands to people or to brands that are more purpose driven or associated with a cause, which is a huge number. 70% of those Americans will spend more money on a brand that supports a cause. 87% of Americans will purchase a product because the company advocated for a cause. So if you needed a reason to switch, that is, they're just huge numbers. Uh, and it really is just a part of your marketing strategy. So it doesn't have to be like thousands of dollars. It can just be what you've determined that you can spend and support. Wow. I'm feverishly writing these stats down because those are really important stats. And listen, ladies, when you're trying to build your business and you're trying to really reach out into your market, having those stats and using those numbers for your benefit and for the benefit of the causes that you stand for, let's face it. I mean, it's a two way street. You want to benefit the causes that you stand for and you want to grow your business at the same time. Understanding those stats. I mean, that's pretty impressive that nine out of 10 people will switch over to another business just because of the causes they stand for. That is a reminder that we need to be cognizant of what we do, what we say, and where we spend our money. Yes? Absolutely. So thank you so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Mia. Great information. Ladies, of course, if you want to get in touch with Mia, her information will be in the show notes below. I want to thank all of you for joining us on another episode of Women's Voices Matter. And listen, the truth is your voice matters. My voice matters. Our voices together collectively matter because when we come together is as women in support of each other, promoting each other, helping each other, sharing each other and mentoring each other. We learn so much faster, we grow so much more, we go so much further, and we will absolutely have the ability to make the positive impact on the world that I know you're working so hard to work to impact. So here's the thing, continue making that positive impact in your corner of the world, you're doing such great things, keep going, there are people watching you, looking up to you and following the pathway that you are paving right this moment. So join us back again. Thank you so much for being here, and we'll see you on another episode of Women's Voices Matter. So listen, thank you so much for joining us on Women's Voices Matter. Remember, we are here for driven businesswomen, professionals, and mompreneurs who have waited long enough for their opportunity, and we've created the Female Influencer Project to empower you to find your voice, step up, and lead. This is unlike the good old boys club, you know, the guys that repackage their tired old content and put a pretty pink bow on it and call it a women's program. No, ladies, Women's Voices Matter was created by women who are paving the pathway for women just like you who are pursuing a more fulfilling experience. So if you need help finding your genius zone, if you need help trying to find your voice, if you need assistance to learn how to step up and start leading and start having the life of your dreams, that's what we're here for. Reach out to us, lean on us, let us collaborate with you so that you can achieve your ultimate success because when you do, we do. And when we rise, we rise together. So ladies, thank you so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you again at Women's Voices Matter.